Hi everyone and welcome to the Talk Birdie to Me podcast. Today we are joined by Irish international and close friend John Murphy. It certainly felt a little strange throughout and something a little unnatural interviewing one of your closest friends but we definitely had fun along the way. John talks about representing the Irish senior men's team, Great Britain and Ireland and in the last number of years the University of Louisville. John is also a member of the Cork team, which we made up in our Intercounty podcast, which was released last Friday. So certainly tune into that if you are yet to do so. We also get to joke about John's win in Mullingar, which was one of my most successful days from his time in golf, where I was the one laughing going to the bookies the following day. So without further delay, here is that chat. Welcome back to the podcast. We are joined with Kinsale Golf Club and University Louisville star John Murphy. How are you keeping, John? Good, Shane. Honoured to be on the podcast. How are you? Ah, very good. Thanks for tuning in with us today. My pleasure. Are you playing any golf or are you missing it? I'm missing it, all right. Hopefully we'll be back sooner rather than later, but who knows. And are you playing any golf in the garden or are you like Cahill taking a ban from it? Yeah, I'm working on a few things in the swing, all right. I've got a net up the back, uh, doing a bit of chipping and whatnot, but it's about all you can do for now. Just trying to stay active, trying to stay fit for now and yeah, try to control the things I can. And as you're not playing as much golf as you'd like to, are you using this time out to reflect on golf or kind of make up a plan of where you want to go in the coming months? Yeah, kind of. I guess the thing is, it's just so hard to plan at the moment. Um, it's so hard to know where we'll be in a few months time. You know, it's everything's very kind of situational right now. So, yeah, I'm kind of trying to not think about that kind of thing as much as possible because I'll just drive myself insane if I do. So I'm kind of just trying to, you know, take a step back. And as I said, there's some things we can control right now and there's some things we can't. So I'm just kind of trying to trying to go with it at the moment. And when you were in Louisville, there wasn't as much restrictions in terms of golf. Did you ever consider staying over there during this isolation? Um, I did. I did. I was just afraid. I, I had a few different options as to what I could do. I, I was kind of afraid um, that I was going to get stuck if I didn't come back to Ireland. And that's something I, you know, that's the last thing I wanted to happen if, say, we did start, because at the time I wasn't sure if there'd be tournaments or anything over summer. So that's something I did consider, certainly was not coming back, but I didn't want to get stuck somewhere else where there's no golf and then, you know, people are playing golf in Ireland over summer. And that's something I didn't want to happen. So I decided to to take the safest route. So you came back to Kinsale and that's where your golfing career really took off in Kinsale Golf Club. How important was that atmosphere for you growing up? Yeah, well... I, I suppose I just love Kinsale in general and the um, the atmosphere at the golf club for us was amazing growing up with the amount of quality players that were there. Um, the likes of Cahill, Gary, you know, Mark Healy, Eric Rumley, that, that's one thing that really does pain me to this day is how we never really won anything. Um, you know, we won the junior schools in like 2012, I think it was, the All-Ireland Junior Schools. And since then, you know, we had so many great players. We had a lot of depth there and we just never, never really um, produced in in a national competition and that's one thing that that you know I wish we were able to to produce together because we had so many we had so many fun times together um but yeah certainly me seeing the likes of Cahill and Gary um representing Ireland at an early age kind of I suppose yeah motivated me um to want to do the same thing and I certainly learned a lot off them uh, growing up and yeah the the atmosphere and the environment that was there for us at the golf club was just perfect in terms of being able to get better and being able to grow as a player for all of us I think everybody would say the same um, and certainly for me, the likes of Ian, you know, I remember one day when he called me in um, to ask, he, he was doing a course and uh, he wanted to ask if I wanted to be part of it. Uh, he had to document a player, he had to do a player profile and document all the work that they'd been doing together um, over over a certain period of time. And he said, you know, do you want to really give golf a go here? Do you want to give this a right try with me? 
and I said, yeah, I'd be delighted to. And I think that's kind of where it really kicked off for me. Um, I thankfully haven't really haven't really looked back since. And you know, I've done a lot of a lot of hard work with Ian over the years. Uh, he's been really good for me. He knows a lot about my game. He knows it kind of inside out by now. So um, yeah, I'm very thankful to have him by my side, and then getting the opportunity to learn off other coaches as well, like national coach Neil Manship, uh, Paul Kiley. You know, there's a lot of high quality coaches around, and I'm very lucky to have the opportunity to to learn off. And Kinsale have been so good to you and so supportive. And at such a young age of 20, you became an honorary life member. What does that mean to you? Yeah, that was amazing. Um, I, I didn't expect it at all. It was, well, I remember coming in after uh, after myself and Cahill beat journey in, um, in the Pro Shop Challenge. And, uh, you know, we had the ceremony that evening and it was just, it was amazing. Like it was something I never really anticipated happening. Uh, something that, it, that didn't even dawn on me, you know, when I, I saw like, they, they hung up a picture of me inside the clubhouse and gave me honorary life membership on the same day, which again, like that was way above and beyond anything that the club had to do for me. They've always been so supportive of me and any, all the other juveniles um, growing up. And, you know, it's, it's paid dividends with the amount of Irish internationals the club has produced the last few years and the amount of Irish internationals that the club is going to continue to, pro- to produce. Um, but yeah, no, the club has been amazing in terms of my growth as a player. And you talked there about your growth as a player and it was your last year of boys that you were, or you cemented your place on the Munster team and you went on to play boys home internationals. How nice was that to get international recognition and put Kinsale again on the map after Cahill and Gary? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, um, I, I felt like I was very close to making the home international team the year before i uh i went out against in the last match um in the singles in interpros i was told before i went out in my under 17 year this is i was told before i went out that uh if i went out and won the match against connick's number one player i'd be playing home internationals um and I did, I won. So I went off then back to Kinsale thinking happy days. You know, I've kind of gone from not even being on a Munster panel to being on the home international team here. Uh, and I was leading the Irish boys order out at the time. And I thought, thought oh, this is the best thing ever. And got a call the next day to say I wasn't eligible to play for the Irish team because I hadn't been on a panel that year. And that was kind of, that, that was kind of tough to, to take um, because I kind of had, I had it in my mind that I was playing. And, you know, I thought it would have been great to, uh, to play with Cahill. Cahill was on the team as well. I thought that would, have been, that would have been amazing to be able to partner him, you know, playing for the Irish boys team. That would have been the stuff that, you know, dreams are made of. But um, it wasn't to be in the end. And I kind of used that as, as motivation, I guess, moving forward. Because, you know, that's something that's missing out on teams. is something that can kind of make or break players. And thankfully, that's something I kind of grasped from, from an early age. And, you know... It was tough to take, but you can't get too bogged down and not making teams because in the end of the day, that's somewhat out of your control. And golf throws a lot of spanners in the works and there's a lot of bad days involved. Do you find it easy to overcome these or do you dwell on difficult days? Yeah, it's kind of like golf is strange in the sense that the highs are so high and the lows are so low. And, uh, you know, like everybody sees the pictures that we'd post after a win or the pictures that we post, you know, when we're out in Hawaii or on a nice trip and kind of the rewards that we that we reap. Um, but there's very few people that kind of experience the the bad days with you. You know what I mean? Like kind of after you shoot a, a 75 and finish 30th, that'll affect your rankings and all sorts. And that'll, that'll affect your uh, progress moving forward. And, you know, then the only people you really have to talk to are the people who I guess you're closest to. Um, and like, you know, I'd give my dad a call and my mum would call after every round regardless of, of how it went. But I, they're kind of the, the days that are really tough to take. Um, but I mean, 
that's that's one thing that uh, Aaron O'Callaghan, who was my assistant coach in my first year in college, that's one piece of advice he gave me is it's never as good as you think it is and it's never as bad as you think it is. And that's something that stuck with me and just kind of, you know, when maybe I'm getting a bit ahead of myself and playing really well, I kind of tone, tone it back a bit. And when things are going poorly, I'm always like, okay, I mean, put things in perspective here. Like, how, how bad is this? Like, you know, there could be a lot worse things happening to you right now. So that's that's certainly been some advice that's been huge for me. And you talk there about the influence that Aaron had at your time in the States and the trips to Puerto Rico and Hawaii. But before all that, you started out your college career in Minute. How come you went there for a year first? In all honesty, I was kind of I, like, I just really love Ireland and I love Kinsale and Cork and I, I just love being at home. And... You know, I was 17 when I was doing my leaving cert. I didn't feel like I was ready to, to go to America. I, To be honest, it didn't even dawn on me to go to America at the start. But then kind of when I started to progress a lot towards my under 17 and 18 years, um, I kind of started to think about it more. And then when I got to Maynooth, you know, my first year there was amazing. We had the likes of Stuart Graham, uh Robin Dawson, Ronan Malerny, Sean Flanagan, Kyle McCarran. You know, there was a lot of really good good players there um and it, it was great like at the time but I kind of figured that moving on I really I, I wanted to kind of challenge myself the reason I wasn't going to America is because I probably wouldn't have been comfortable or as comfortable doing it and I kind of figured that you know sometimes you kind of have to take risks like that and that's a risk that I was yeah that, well I'm certainly glad I took it now but um yeah that's certainly something that I would have regretted not doing I guess was was going over to America if I was to look back at that in years to come and and think all right well what if you know that's something that that I didn't want to happen I wanted to give myself every opportunity possible no matter how uncomfortable it might have made me but yeah thankfully I fit right in over there and in that first year in Minute you had great success where you picked up the Munster students and the Leinster students how nice was that to kind of build your CV in your first year of college yeah that's something that like thankfully I um I guess I kind of grasped from an early age and like there's, you know, I didn't train specifically for like winning or being in tournaments. Like you, you can't, you can't practice for, for being in situations when, you know, you're tied going down the stretch. That's something that, that happens or it doesn't. And thankfully from, you know, boys golf, um, I managed to get a few wins in there and I guess I just kind of got comfortable in that situation. Um, I guess I kind of got lucky in the sense that my first few times it, you know, it worked out and I won and I kind of just built on that confidence from there. Um, so yeah, certainly, certainly those wins were, were very nice to get going over to America. Um, they kind it kind of felt like th- that's another reason that I kind of felt like I was going over. I mean, there was obviously nine or 10 players that can win at all those events, but I felt like the, the fields just weren't very challenging in comparison to, you know, a lot of the international fields that I, that I would have liked to have been playing. And I wasn't at the standard that was good enough to have been, playing in the likes of those like say the European amateur and stuff um but yeah at the time it was obviously nice like I'd say I'd reiterate that to any boys golfer coming up that you know winning is certainly an important mentality to get into um whether you go and play a boys scratch cup just down the road to win or you, you know whatever the competition is that's one piece of advice that Darren Clark gave me um when I when I was on the Darren Clark weekend that's one thing he said is just you know winning is is so important for you much more important than people realize and uh, yeah, Shane Lowry said that to us as well. He was saying how important it is that like, you know, he got into a winning mentality when he was at, at an amateur level and certainly winning does carry through um, to all levels of the game. And from your successes and being part of the GOI panels, 
you've been exposed to some great people in the game and you had the opportunity at the Dan Clark weekend and over Christmas recently to chat with Shane Lowry also. How good is it to get that exposure and learn from major champions from Ireland? Yeah, absolutely. You know, they're people that that have kind of um made their own path to success. They they know what it takes, they know what you have to what you have to do to to become successful in the game. And it's different for everybody. Everybody's success looks different, everybody's hard work looks different. Uh, but getting to to take snippets of information from from people with so much knowledge and so much success in the game is very important for me. You know, I used to love to, uh, being able to learn off. Even when I was at Maynooth, I used to love being able to learn off the, the elite amateurs like Stuart Wright and Robin Dawson. Um, that's something that was certainly very beneficial for my game. So, yeah, I'm very, very lucky to have that experience and have that opportunity. And you talked there about that winning mentality and you wanted to play in the best fields possible to challenge yourself. And you went and took that leap to go to Louisville. And now you're one of three Irish people there. What are your biggest learnings from your three years? Yeah, I suppose getting to, well, as you said, there was, you know, me and two other Irish over there at the time. Um, getting to share the experience with Hugh and Devin has been a lot of fun. We've, we've had a great time over the last few years. Um, you know, we get on really well. So we're very lucky in that sense that we, that we did get that opportunity uh, to experience it together. And then in terms of learnings, I would say that certainly I was very lucky to have the opportunity to go over there in the first place. Um, I was, towards the end of my boys' career, there were certainly a lot of people who probably had a better resume than I did, uh, a better golfing CV. I was probably sloppy. I couldn't, I could only move the ball one way. You know, there was a lot of stuff that had to be brushed up on. Um, but thankfully, Aaron O'Callaghan, who was the assistant coach at the time, obviously saw something that probably a lot of other coaches wouldn't. And took a chance and since then you know it's it's I've had the opportunity to learn um about you know course management golf IQ uh the different ways of getting better and not just being able to hit the ball better um so that's been something that has benefited me a lot you know I've sharpened up a lot in in pretty much every aspect of my game I, I believe so um and then in terms of like the pro life moving forward I think we it's a great opportunity to learn for that we you know we get the opportunity to to be traveling regularly we kind of get a taste of what it's like uh it's it's certainly a lot easier for us as college players because we get told where to be and all we have to do is just show up you know the the flights are the flights are booked for us everything's set in stone for us you know we're we're checked into the hotel already everything's very easy in that sense but certainly we do get a taste of what it's like to be traveling regularly that the, you know that's that's something that you have to enjoy if you want to if you want to progress in the game um, and something that I am pretty optimistic about is that I, I'm enjoying the game more year on year. And I suppose towards, or it, yeah, in, in my boys' career and in, when I was younger, you know, I didn't know how much I wanted to pursue golf as a career because I didn't know if I really enjoyed it that much. I used to much prefer other sports. But yeah, certainly year on year, my uh, my enjoyment of the game is has been growing. Um, I'm really kind of intrigued by by the game now. I, I want to learn more. Uh, I want to figure out new ways that I can, you know, what, what works best for me um, on the golf course when I play my best, what am I doing? Uh, and that's something that I'm pretty optimistic about is that I genuinely am enjoying the game more year on year. So hopefully that's something that will continue to move in that direction. And you talked there about learning a lot and improving your golf IQ and getting to standards to compete on the biggest stages. And you certainly reaped the rewards after your first year in Louisville when you went to the St. Andrews Lynx Trophy and you came through that playoff to win. Just sum up that experience of winning around St. Andrews. Um, yeah, that was certainly different, that experience, because, you know, I, I entered the tournament with five minutes to go in the deadline, not anticipating getting into the tournament. Um, 
I knew that the cutoff was about 400 on Wagger and I was about 1,000 at the time. But thankfully, the GUI had a spot and they gave it to me. So I got very lucky in that sense that I even got to play the tournament. And I just remember I went over and I was playing well, but my results were really poor coming into the coming into the tournament. Like I, I knew I was I was hitting it a lot better than I had been in previous years and my swing was improving, but I just wasn't scoring well at all. So um, I guess I didn't have a lot of confidence. And then I went on to... Yeah, I, I guess this, the first round I went out early and I shot one under and I got in and everyone was saying, well, that's an unbelievable score. Like, I just thought I played okay and shot one under. I was expecting the lead to be six or seven under, but I, I think I was only one or two shots off the lead after the first round. Um, apparently, it was playing really tough and uh, I guess that's where luck of the draw comes into it a bit as well. And then the second round, I went out in the afternoon, I think, and shot a 66 um, and put myself in contention and... I guess that's kind of where I where I'm comfortable. That's where I wanted to be again. Um, when I'm when I'm in contention, and you know that that's when I feel I'm I'm the most focused and I produce the the best results. And then I just went around the next two days and played or the next two rounds and played really steady. I shot two rounds of one under in pretty windy conditions, and I I played lovely. I still remember it like just I was very confident, um, hitting a lot of really nice shots, and yeah, thankfully thankfully worked out in the end but you're only 19 at the time did you ever get overwhelmed by the whole sense of occasion that it was one of the biggest tournaments in men's golf that it was in St Andrews or did you just feel right at home in that environment not really to be honest um I think something that helped was the morning of the the final round I got dropped off to the golf course and the taxi man uh dropped my golf bag into a puddle and I was wearing white pants and he just destroyed my pants so from there, it was just kind of a disaster. I had to go up to, uh, I had to, go to Robin Dawson's hotel room and get a pair of pants off him, run back down to the first tee. I didn't really get to warm up. Um, so yeah, I, I guess that kind of took a lot of the distraction out of it. And I was just kind of placed in the situation as opposed to overthinking it. But yeah, I mean, I remember just with nine holes to go, I think I was in the lead by one and I just looked at the scoreboard off the ninth green. And just thought, well, like this is pretty cool, you know. You you get to go down the back line to St Andrews with a one shot lead, so just just enjoy it. If if nothing else, regardless of what you do from here, you've had a good week, you know. You've you've shown that you can that like you know your your results haven't been um, haven't been proving how well you're playing. So just you know try try finish strong and enjoy the experience that's here. And yeah, I ended up thankfully getting it done. And you got that done in the playoff. Uh, just how was that experience for you? Do you know, were you daunted, or was it just a case of going straight from the 18th green to the first tee again? Yeah, it was. It was kind of strange. I like I just missed like a 10 footer to win on the 18th. Uh, I played. I got up and down from the road hole bunker, which that was honestly just as much luck as anything else. Like it was a one in 50 shot that I got up and down there. I was on the downhole of the road hole bunker and no green to work with, and just honestly don't know. Like if you put me there. If you put 50 balls in front of me there, I wouldn't. I'd probably do that once or twice. So, um, yeah. And then I went down. I went down 18. Had a 10 footer to win, and obviously I was pretty nervous over that. So I missed that. Went in, signed my score. Was walking over to my bag, and the um, first tee announcer was like, "All right, on the tee." And I was like, "Wait, do, do I have to do I have to go now?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, we're trying to get this done." So at that stage, Barry Anderson, who I came, who I travelled over with was leaving to go to the ferry and he said, well, I'm sorry. What, what I said to him was, um, was Barry, look, you go, all I need is my passport. And, uh, yeah, all I need is my passport and my, I, I guess my carry bag, just with a few of my stuff in it, my phone and stuff like that. So, uh, he left them anyway with, I think Alex Leeson took them and Robin picked up my, cause I had to give my trolley to Barry Anderson as well. So Robin picked up my carry bag or my tour bag and carried it down the first. 
uh, in the playoff. Um, and yeah, that was, it, I mean, it was it was a weird situation. Like you know, I was just I felt like everything was a bit rushed, and I didn't even have time to go to the bathroom. Like I, I hit my tee shot and had to run back into the clubhouse and go to the bathroom, and then uh, and then went down, hit the approach shot. It just happened in a blur, to be honest. Even Alex Gleason said it afterwards. He was like, "That was the quickest." That was the quickest playoff I've ever experienced. It just kind of hit my tee shot, hit my second shot, hold a pot, and that was that. So, yeah, it was nice to be standing there with the trophy at the end of it. After that win in St. Andrews, which was your biggest career victory to date, you cemented your place in the Irish senior team that summer for the European Team Championships in Germany. And you were also the first Kinsale golfer to compete for Ireland. So how did you prepare for that week? Yeah, um, I again, I was kind of... I, I didn't really expect it. Uh, a few weeks, like Robin said to me, myself and Robin Dawson both went to cut at the French Am and we kind of spent a day together. Thankfully, I learned a lot that day because you know I was obviously a bit, a bit down on myself with my results and how I'd been how I'd been doing in tournaments. So he, I remember he said to me um, about like I was playing the East the week after. He was like, "Yeah, now go win the East and a good showing in St Andrews and you'll make the European Team Championship team." And that was like I, I hadn't even it hadn't even dawned on me to make that team. Um, so then obviously after St. Andrews and after the British Am, you know, things came together and I made the team. And like, that's something that I just hadn't planned on, on doing uh, that summer. You know, I, I didn't even have it in my calendar to make that team. So that was, that was pretty nice to be able to get that opportunity. And I went over and I ended up actually, I played lovely over there. Um, I think I shot eight or nine under maybe for the two rounds. And I was, I was near enough to the top of the qualifiers over there in a really good field. So, I mean, I was, I was very pleased with being able to go over and compete at that level um, to continue my, my form that summer. So yeah, that was certainly a lot of fun. You got that opportunity to represent the Irish senior team and because of your individual performances, you also got selected to represent Great Britain and Ireland against the continent of Europe in the St Andrews Trophy. You were the youngest player in the tournament that week. How did it feel to hit the first tee shot to get it underway? Yeah, no, that was a lot of fun getting to play in that tournament at such a high level uh, you know there's people that have played that tournament that have gone on to win European tour events since and that's something that I didn't really anticipate happening again at the start of the year was getting to play that um, but I mean the opportunity was amazing to do so I you know hitting the first tee shot was was pretty cool uh, I was playing foursomes with Robin Dawson um, against Sami Valamaki and Matthias Honkala who were two you know they're both from Finland and it was in Finland so I mean it was fun again getting to play in front of people is always fun and I mean, I guess representing Great Britain and Ireland is a huge honour. The captain um, called us in before the the night before the first round and said, "Look, there's, I think he said there's around two hundred and fifty thousand amateur golfers in Great Britain and Ireland, and you know, like you're the top nine here. Um, so you know, you should be honoured by that." And there, there was kind of only then that it hit me. You know, the summer had been going so fast, and that kind of that kind of made me realise just like how how cool it was the opportunity that I was getting. I felt very kind of lucky to be able to to get that opportunity that you know I'd really been playing well at the right time, and I uh, got to make those teams. So yeah, that was a lot of fun getting to play that. We were disappointed with the result uh, because we certainly felt like we were playing well enough to to beat the rest of Europe. But that's the way it goes sometimes. That's part of golf. But yeah, certainly enjoyed that experience. After a strong breakthrough season in men's golf where you had success in St. Andrews, you represented the senior Irish men's team and you represented Great Britain and Ireland. It was time to head back to Louisville, but that didn't last long. And after three weeks, you were on a flight to Dublin to represent Ireland in the Eisenhower Trophy in Carton House. The opening two days, you were in a tree ball alongside Min Woo Lee, who was now a European Tour winner, and Colin Morikawa, who was now a PGA Tour winner. What did that do for your confidence and how did you learn as you were now playing against some of the best amateurs in the world yeah that was 
that week was pretty pretty special already. I mean, that's the kind of thing you dream of as a kid. Um, I said it to Neil Manship just before it that, you know, I remember when I was at my first Irish boys session, I still remember getting the news that Ireland was hosting um, the World Amateur Team Championship. And I remember saying it to him at my first Irish boys session, you know, how cool it would be to to, to go and watch that. And like, I'd love to help out. And he was saying, I remember him distinctly saying like, well, why don't you play it? And, you know, it was something that I just never even, never even thought about. Like, was just playing that in, in just two years from there. But um, that was an amazing experience. I mean, getting to walk out in front of the national anthem, um, carrying the Irish flag. I mean, in your home country, it's kind of, it's the kind of thing you dream of as a, as a kid growing up playing golf. So, I felt very lucky to get that opportunity um, and thankfully, yeah, as I said, everything just kind of went well at the right time for me that summer and I got to got to experience some great things. And unfortunately, I was not there that weekend as I was in America, but everyone talks about the crowd and the atmosphere. How nice is it to play one of the biggest tournaments in the world in front of your home crowd? Yeah, obviously, as you said, I was playing with um, Colin Marikawa and Minwoo Lee and, you know, they're, they're going to attract crowds wherever they go. They're too two uh, great golfers and great people and it was a lot of fun to be able to play uh, in that environment you know in you know borderline tour player um in a borderline tour tour event environment um with the standard like that so i mean yeah it was it was a lot of fun to play in front of a crowd you know kind of feeding off them i mean as, as an amateur there's there's nothing more enjoyable than getting a crowd out watching getting to play in front of them and uh, kind of feeding off them so that's something I certainly certainly enjoyed and I'll never forget the kind of environment that was there for us that week and the experience that we had and 2018 was such a high for you and you may have learned a lot but I feel that you may have learned a lot more throughout 2019 as unfortunately it did not uh, bring the same joy on the golf course how did you deal with those struggles and how much or how hard was it to deal with that setback uh, yeah that was really tough because I had a pretty pretty nice progression all through the years since I couldn't, since I started getting better. Um, and I'd kind of been getting better year on year. And that was something that I was really enjoying was that kind of progression. And that was really tough to take because I, I guess I wasn't really used to it. Um, I, I wasn't used to the the feeling of just completely struggling, having no confidence. That's something that, you know, anybody that knows me, I, I hope I don't portray any sense of arrogance, but you know, I'm, I'm pretty confident. Um, I, kind of you know I have a lot of self-belief and it, it was as if it kind of just just went for for a few months and you know I, I was feeling as if it was never going to come back it's it's a really it's a strange feeling like there's two times in well there's probably been more but two times that I remember crying over golf and uh one of them was on the way back from the the north of Ireland after you know I missed the cut at St Andrews missed the cut at the British Amateur missed the cut at uh the European Amateur Missed the cut at the Brabazon and went to the north. And I was like, look, I'm just going to go to a weaker field and, you know, hopefully compete, get the confidence back up, get used to being in contention again. And I went there and I didn't even make the cut. And I just remember coming out of that and just driving down at my parents on the way down and just thinking, like, I, I just don't want to do this anymore. You know, I can't, things keep going like this. I can't do another year of just this constant disappointment. Because... Um, in, in the time, it does feel like it's the most important thing in the world. And it's one thing you learn is that it's not. But in the time, it does. And I remember just, just coming down from the north, just really contemplating what I, what I wanted to do. Um, if I wanted to go back to, to America, if I wanted to, to, you know, continue to take golf that seriously. But thankfully, you know, I have a great group of friends back in Kinsale. I have a great, I get, uh, yeah, I suppose, support system around me um, that 
certainly helps in times like that. And as I said, after after a few days, you kind of just realize that nobody really cares and that you're kind of in control of what you do from there on. And, you know, it's very easy to sit around and sulk and and just think about, you know, how you're getting bad breaks and how you're being unlucky. But that's very often not the case. You have to take ownership and accountability sometimes. And that's something that I definitely learned last summer. I, I wish I did it sooner, but um, that's that's something that I learned and that I'll hopefully use to my advantage in years to come. But um, yeah, there's no doubt that going through times like that is a big struggle. You know, when you invest so much time into the game, uh, it does have, have an effect on you because, you, you know, you, you really, you almost feel in a sense like you're letting people down, which which isn't the case. But you feel like it is at the time, you know, you feel like there's so many people around you that have that have helped you so much and have invested so much time into you that you almost feel a sense of disappointment for them. Um, and that's also something that's pretty tough, you know. And I suppose there, I probably put a bit too much pressure on myself going into that year. Um, in like, for example, you know, I knew a few people who had said to me like about the Walker Cup and about how like, you know, they're excited to go over to it and, and watch and whatnot. And like, you know, I, I'd got nowhere near put, putting my name on that team yet um, before they were even saying that. And I kind of just like, I, I'd say I did put a lot of pressure on myself to make that team. Um, I didn't really, uh, I wasn't really prepared for any situation other than making that team. Um, which certainly didn't help. And then every event I was playing, I found that I was playing for that team. So like I'd show up to the Brabazon and I wouldn't really be in the moment. I'd be thinking, okay, what do I have to do this week, next week, the week after, the week after to make this team instead of just focusing on what I was doing in that moment. And that's certainly something that uh, had a terrible effect on my golf last summer was just not being present and not being in the moment. So that's something that I've worked on a lot since. Um, but certainly getting through this slump of form and coming out the other side to be able to play what I'd say is my best golf ever was something that I was uh, very proud of and something that, yeah, I'll, I'll certainly be able to, to learn from in the future. But John, as you talk about last summer and while you say you weren't entirely happy with it, what did the weeks where you did perform well? Like one of those, for example, was where I had the opportunity to carry for you in the South of Ireland in Lahinch and you won your first three matches before the 14th hole and so you played the conditions and the course just so well and you'd matches sewn up. Like, did you ever think that was a kind of click into gear for you or, you know, did you look back on those and think I can perform when things are going down? Yeah, I did. I, I did take a lot of positivity from that week because um, I had, that, that was the first time all summer where I'd really kind of shown a bit of form and, you know, I thought it was a good opportunity to build off it. As you said, you came down, you caddied, we had, we had a great time that week, you know, we had a lot of fun. Um, it's it's a great tournament uh, to you know I suppose enjoy more so than anything else because uh, the the atmosphere around the town is so is so enjoyable that week um, and I yeah it it certainly did boost my confidence being able to play that well um, I I still do remember though I wasn't fully like I remember in the practice round even on the eighth I was out for a few holes by myself and the eighth the part three I just like had two shanks in a row and I just never like I, I never do that I just you know, I, I was still a bit flustered. My my swing was not where I wanted it to be. Um, but then kind of when when I got the opportunity to be in a competitive situation again, um, you know, people were out watching the match play rounds and that's something that I kind of embrace and I enjoy and that's where I wanted to be is in contention. So I suppose that's when I did play my best golf and that's when I showed sparks of sparks of form. Um, although I, I did know that my best golf wasn't there, but I know I knew that it wasn't too far from it. So yeah, that was certainly a lot of fun to, to be able to do that. And you talked before about after every event, you'd ring your parents and you'd have a chat with them. 
when you were going through that summer, did you kind of bottle up your emotions or would you say that you were open to the people around with you and did you chat with them about how you were feeling towards the game? Yeah, I suppose I would. Um, one thing that I, I can do pretty well is I can like cover cover how I'm feeling. Like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to dampen the mood of people around me, say when I'm away with the Irish team and I'm not playing well and they all are, I don't want to be showing, you know, you know I don't want to be telling them, oh, look, I'm really struggling and I'm, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. You know, I, I still want to try. I've always been the kind of person that wants to keep spirits high. I, I enjoy, I guess, having fun. And I don't want to try and let what I'm doing on the golf course reflect my mood too much off the golf course. Um, but then, like, you know, I would have talked to the likes of Ian Safford and Neil Manship and stuff when I was going through those those struggles. And I'd have talked to my parents a lot about it, um, about, you know, what am I doing wrong? Where How, how can I get back? And it was just it was, it was just fundamentals that were that were letting me down all summer um and i guess my mentality uh so yeah i, I kind of got into a few bad habits and i i just kept going with them i i didn't really do anything to rectify them when when i needed to and that kind of came back to bite me but i i did work with um as i said the likes of ian and my parents to to get through it and thankfully i did and I remember talking to late July last summer and you were saying the highlight of my summer so far has been playing junior B hurling with Kinsale. So how nice of a distraction was that and to get back into a team environment and you know, have a bit of crack with the lads? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I just love kind of sports in general. I love being able to go up to the pitch on a, on a summer's evening and play hurling like it's just the most enjoyable thing I think um, is just getting to do that and get because golf is such an individual sport and you spend a lot of time alone and dwelling on what you did wrong and you know how you can get better but you know I, I really do miss the team aspect of sports and I love hurling as a sport it's a lot of fun to play and I just love going back and getting to play it when I get the chance um, and yeah like I, I came back last summer and in fairness the, the junior coaches were giving me a chance they threw me in uh in a few games and I, I was i was pretty pretty happy with how i was playing to be honest we had, we had a championship game against courses uh that we lost in disappointed style and i didn't play as well as i'd hoped that time but it was a lot of fun getting to go back out and play because you know i spend my whole childhood up in the pitch and getting to play to play with my friends and that's something that i love being able to do again you talked there throughout the summer that you had that strong team around you the support from your parents your coaches your friends and things clicked into gear for you and you got that belief back and you got that confidence. You went to Mullingar Scratch Trophy just before you flew to your final year in Louisville. How big was it to get that win to finish the year on a high? Uh, yeah, certainly that was, it was really enjoyable to to be able to compete again, I guess. That's something that I, I really missed the feeling of was being in contention and you know, Mullingar is such a, such a great scratch cup. You always have a great crowd out watching. And I did that day. And I guess I was on the the 16th in the last round when I really realized, like, wow, this is, I mean, this is the feeling that, that you know, this is why you wake up and practice. This is what you want to, this is what you want to be um, playing golf for is moments like this. And I got onto the 16th and I turned around and just looked at the crowd and I was like, this is amazing. Like, this is, you know, now, now I remember why I play golf and why I want to, why I want to, uh, pursue golf because you know this is a lot of fun having moments like this getting opportunities like this and after your first two rounds on Saturday you shot 70 and 71 and you were three behind coming into the final day so how were you feeling knowing that you were coming from behind and were you confident that you were going to be there to challenge come the end of Sunday evening yeah yeah I, I, I was comfortable to be honest as I said I was in contention again and things hadn't really been going my way all day I, I made a six on the last hole in the morning round um 
to put myself back but I still just had a feel I mean I'm sure when everybody's in contention they have a good feeling about it but there was just something in particular that you know I'd had such a bad summer I wasn't I just felt like I wasn't going to go miscut 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 second you know it was uh, I, I just feel like I it, yeah I don't know it was just a weird feeling I had that like I had to win an event over summer and I just really felt like that was going to be it um from the from the I guess from the moment I got to, to Mullingar um you know I was just for some reason I, I just really enjoyed the playing again I just had a had a great kind of sense of calmness on the golf course and yeah thankfully paid off in the end and you played with Jared Dunn and Matthew McLean on the or in the final round and this lead was swapping between them and, you know, at times you were three behind them throughout. But it wasn't until 15, the first time, that you broke out in front. And then on 17, you had a three putt to fall back into a tie with Matt McLean going up the last. Did you think that was a sense of how it was going to sum up your summer? Or how did you maintain that patience on the final hole? Yeah, no, I think I did a great job of like staying patient and staying calm throughout the day, even though I was trailing for a lot of the day. Uh, I did a lot of work with Ian coming into that week about how I needed to stay in the present and how I was getting too ahead of myself um, at times. So that's something that you know really stayed with me during that event. Um, I I just kind of stayed in the moment at all times, even when I was when I was trailing, and then even when I got one shot ahead, I just did, did the best job I could at staying in the moment. I had a really good, uh, I think I birdied 14, 15, 16 um, to get into the lead by by one. Um, and then obviously, yeah, as you said, I three-putted 17. And then, yeah, I, I was I was obviously a bit nervous going in the last, but again, I just loved being in that situation again. I loved being able to, being able to compete, being able to, you know, I guess, show that I was, I was still around. I was still well capable of competing. So that, that week was a lot of fun. It was a lot, it it did a lot of good for my content, certainly going back to America and getting to, getting to compete over there again. Was there anything else weighing on your mind when you decided to lay up on 18? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I wanted to pull off the hero shot and go for the green and two, but I remembered how much money you had on the line, but, uh, yeah, no, thankfully I managed to get it done. I'll never forget your face walking out of the bookies the next day. You're welcome for that. That was a day I'll certainly never forget and I'll buy you plenty of pints once we're out of college. And as an amateur golfer, you've won in boys golf, you've won in Ireland, you've won in Scotland and you're going into your final year in the US, it was time to win in the States and the college circuit. How great a feeling was that to pick up two this year? Yeah, that was, that was you know, finishing, well, I'm not sure what the story is over there at the moment, but um, certainly going into my senior year, I really wanted to to finish strong. I didn't want to kind of leave leave there with, you know, an average final year. I really wanted to to kind of make a statement over there before I left. And um, it, honestly, I had two wins this year, which was great. One of them was in Puerto Rico. Um, I went out and played in the first round and. Uh, I won that tournament because it got cancelled after the first round. But honestly, like not a hope I was winning that tournament. I don't think if if it went three rounds, I was hitting it everywhere. Uh, I managed to shoot seven on the, in the first round. I you know I held a few nice pots. I think I birdied seven or six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and thirteen. And that was that was six of my seven under right there. Um, but I, even I remember I birdied the last hole. Like and I just had to. I, I was so uncomfortable that I had to go back to old habits and hit a massive draw off the last tee, managed to hit a nice shot in there close and made birdie for the win in the end. But I didn't know that at all. But I mean, who knows? I might've been able to, to squander it around and under par the next few rounds, but I just, I, I just wasn't very comfortable. So that was kind of a bonus. You know, you get, you get enough bad breaks uh, in golf. So that was certainly one that I, I wanted to take advantage of was getting to, 
to win that tournament and getting the opportunity to have your name on another on another title. Yeah, and then obviously Cincinnati was was different. There was there was just something that was, that was I talked a lot about confidence and that was definitely the most confident I've ever felt after a round of golf. That was the first time I realized like, you know, okay, that that's good enough. If I if I can do that, that's certainly good enough. Um I walked away from that kind of thinking it was the first time I ever really, you know, I was in my senior year, time was pushing on. It was the first time I ever talked to myself, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give golf a, a real run here. You know, I, I really want to pursue golf. Um, if I can do that, like, I, I think I have a very good chance. And I mean, I'm a confident person. I always have been, but I've never told myself, okay, yeah, I'm good enough to, to make it on tour right now. I can do this. I can do that. But I certainly felt like after that week, you know, like I even hit some shots that, that I thought were very slack and I shot 17 under for three rounds and obviously Matthias played great that week as well. He was 14 under, but I think next best was, was nine or eight under or something. And um, yeah, that was certainly, that was great getting to, getting to play that well, getting the opportunity to, I guess, be in contention and play that well. I shot 63 in the last round and um, that, yeah, certainly I'm, I'm very thankful I, I had the opportunity to do that. And you talk about the confidence in showing up in the final round in contention and you just kind of blew the field away with that 63. And you've had the experience of winning there with a minus 17 score total. And then you've had the opportunity to win, you know, with seven, eight under in Mullingar. What do you prefer, those tough courses where it's closer to par or the birdie shootouts? Well, yeah, I guess that's why winning in Cincinnati was so satisfying for me because, you know, I'd really played well to shoot that 17 under. It just hadn't, like, it didn't really just kind of come about. I really played well. In Mullingar, I felt like I did play well. Certainly, um, but I didn't feel like I really deserved to win the tournament, if that makes sense. I didn't feel like I'd played well enough to, to win a tournament that week. But certainly in Cincinnati, you know, I walked off the golf course and although I, I did hit some slack shots, I mean, I made a lot of birdies that week and I, I made a couple of eagles too, I think. And yeah, I was just, I, I felt very good about my game. Um, I was very confident. I had a very good frame of mind after it. I think I went to the next tournament and shot, shot 10 or 11 under again. And just, yeah, having having that kind of confidence I think is so important being able to build off good weeks like that is important and I love I love getting to to shoot low scores I mean there's nothing more enjoyable than going out and, and making loads of birdies and that team that you have in Louisville this year was one of the strongest in school history what was the disappointment like of having your season cut short when you knew that there was a chance that you were going to compete at the NCAA championships yeah that was obviously disappointing um we had a great team uh the there was four of us that were seniors this year and, you know, we, we'd really worked all year to towards the national championship. It was kind of our goal was, was getting there and competing. And so, yeah, it was kind of strange getting that cut short. I remember when we got the news, we were in Atlanta athletic club and we were all just gutted. I mean, it was, it was such a, it was a terrible feeling knowing that we're not going to get that opportunity. Um, but I mean, there's a lot worse things could have, could have come for us from this coronavirus. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's not the end of the world for us. You know, we're we're still going to be able to to get up tomorrow and and live our lives. So that's that's the main thing at the moment: is just staying healthy and trying to stay as positive as we can. And since you've come back to Ireland, the news has broke that you have the opportunity for an extra year's eligibility in the states. Is that something you're considering? Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's so hard to tell at the moment. Everything is, as I said, it's so conditional. Things can change in the blink of an eye at the moment, so we'll we'll just have to see what the story is. If we have the opportunity to come back, I know that the university has to make cutbacks in spending pretty soon, 
so yeah, I mean, we'll see that we're getting appointed a new coach uh, within the next couple of weeks. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes and we'll take it from there. So John, we spoke today in depthly about your golfing career to date, the success you've had, which there's been plenty of, and how you've developed as a person both on and off the course. And in the US, there is the Byron Nelson Award, which is handed out to a college golf athlete who displays a sense of community and respect to the players, their competitors, their coaches, and how they perform ultimately on the course also. How special of a feeling is it to be recognized as one of the top 12 in the country for having this personality? Yeah, I suppose that's something that I'm very proud of is getting the, uh, getting recognized for you know, how I treat others as well as, um, as well as my golfing achievements. And something that I was very appreciative of when I was younger and when I was growing up was getting the opportunity to learn from a lot of really good players and learn from Irish internationals. And as you said, the likes of Shane Lowry and Darren Clark. And that's, you know, something that I certainly benefited a lot from. And as an Irish international, you know, thankfully I'm, I'm very, I suppose I'm very grateful to have the, the platform that I do to be able to help others. And that's something that I really want to do. I want to be able to give back because, you know, I had so much given to me. Um, so I just want any any young lads to know that like if there's anything that they want or any advice they need in terms of moving forward that you know never be afraid to ask them because we're very normal like I used to think that the Irish internationals were were superhumans when I was when I was a young fella but um, yeah honestly if there's anything that they, that they want to ask you know we're we're very normal we're we're more than happy to to help with them so. Yeah, just, just give me a text or a call or whatever, and I'll be more than happy to help. Well, thank you very much for that, John. It's great to talk, John, how you are open and that you're willing to answer any questions about your career. And, you know, I believe that every golfer is something they can learn from you. You have, you know, one of the best amateur careers to date in Ireland. But before we let you go, we got a quick fire round of questions. Nothing too difficult, don't worry. Do you prefer Lynx or Parkland? Parkland, and no hate for that, please. I think it just suits my game better. And do you prefer to practice on the range or on the course? Of course, 100%. And what age did you reach scratch? Uh, I think I was 17. Your best golf memory to date? Uh, probably representing Ireland at the Eisenhower Trophy. That's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. So. And finally, the best Irish player you've played with? Uh, amateur, I'd say James Hoover. He impressed me a lot. And professional? Uh, Darren Clark, I would say. John, thanks very much for your time today. It was an absolute pleasure to talk with you and a bit of an unnatural chat considering we're such close friends and I'm sitting here interviewing you, but you are an absolute credit to Kinsella Golf Club and what you do for the game. So thank you very much for your time, John. Thanks for having me, Shane. You're the best caddy I know. It was great to catch up with John and talk about his career in the game to date. From representing the Irish senior men's team to winning around St Andrews and spending the last three years in the University of Louisville. John has had plenty of success on the course, but one of his proudest achievements is to be nominated for the Byron Nelson Award, as John is someone who is always in high spirits, plays in a sportsmanlike fashion, and holds his competitors in the highest regards. John is always willing to give back to the game, and is always on hand to give juniors advice, and to see where they want to go in the next part of their golfing journey. John also talked about the struggles of 2019, and some of you may put that blame on me as I was carrying the bag, but thankfully, John went back for a senior season and picked up two wins on his college circuit before coming home and graduating this summer. So thank you again for your time, John. I hope you enjoyed it, guys. Chat soon, and please, talk birdie to me.